0: Welcome to the worship service of the Grace United Methodist Church on this brisk Sunday morning. We're glad you're with us this morning. As we continue to try to make sure that everyone knows what's going on, we are continuing our daily and week, weekday emails that are going out to the congregation. If you're not receiving those emails and you'd like to, you'll give us a call to the church office to call or let the pastor know. We'll make sure that we get your email address in that list and we'll make sure that we get that stuff out to you. If you're not able to receive emails and you'd like to, if you'll let us know that as well, we'll make sure we get that information out to you. We want to send a special welcome out to those of you who are joining us online. We know we have a very, very faithful online presence, and we invite you, if you're ever in town, to stop by and worship with us. We're at 410 Harveston Boulevard, and we welcome all who come to praise the risen Christ. Please come and join us. We have a couple of things going on in the church this week, and I want to Recognize some things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. I forgot last week to thank the United Methodist men who came out Saturday morning a week ago to maintain the, the, the piece of, I guess it's not really highway, I guess it's roadway that we were responsible for over by Costco and they came out and we, we policed that area and, and keep the Midlands beautiful. A big thanks to the men that came out to do that. And a special big thanks to everybody that came out last Sunday. Sunday afternoon. First, a thanks to all of the congregation that provided so much fruit and candy and, and presents for the Woods Edge residents. We gave out over 130 baskets full of fruit last week. Uh, as I told you, it's, it's, it's like the feeding of the 5,000. The fruit just comes and comes and comes, and we had plenty, and we were able to take some over to another. We, we did all of Woods Edge, and we were able to go to another place and, and drop off another 20 baskets. So a big thank you to everybody who who contributed to the fruit, and a thank you to all those that came out to help us distribute that as well. We had a we had a fun time, and uh, it's something that I think Grace should be committed to doing every week, every year as we approach Thanksgiving. We do we will be resuming our small group discussion after church this Sunday. We've been putting that off for other activities during the last couple of weeks, but we will be resuming it. The pastor will be leading a small group discussion that. Talks about the scripture lesson today and, 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 the, and his sermon. We get a chance to critique his sermon and have a more of an in-depth view of what's going on in that, in that scripture lesson. And I invite you if, you, if you didn't come to Sunday school this morning, you'd like to go to, to a Sunday school class after church. It's available. We'll be in the fellowship hall starting about 11:15. Marlon, Angel Tree.
1: Good morning everybody Um, a little angel tree uh, update Um, there is a sign-up sheet in the narthex um, for those of us from grace that would like to come and play Um, this is um, a family game night that we're including the angel tree families in and uh, I want big and small kids there from grace um, to come and play and enjoy and fellowship with each other as well as those families um, that can make it. Um, I am also soliciting baked goods. Um, some of it will be used for dessert that evening and uh, some of it will be used for prizes. Um, the thought is cakewalk, um, games with the choice of uh, baked goods or or maybe something else I come up with. Um, but We will need Grace to show up again, just like Grace showed up on Trunk or Treat. Um, This is an opportunity for us to fellowship with the Angel Tree families and each other. Thank you.
0: And Angel Tree presents are due back to the church by December the 3rd. In case you, if you did pick up an angel from the table a couple of weeks ago, they are due back on December the 3rd. Mark.
2: to make today uh, about two months ago uh, CeCe had called me and said that she had some important paperwork uh, for her visa that she needed to take care of in China and so she was asking for a leave of absence um, and she's going to be taking that but she's very thankful to the SPRC and, and to the church for granting that to her uh, so at the same time, I'm very very thankful that she had also told me that she had already pre-arranged for a very competent colleague of hers to fill in for her during that five weeks that she's going to be away from us. So uh, starting next Sunday, Ziwe Gao will be here with us. She was here with us on, on the Sunday, that uh, the, the Women in Faith Sunday, and she'll be uh, filling in for CeCe. But CeCe's going to be going to China. She'll actually be leaving next Sunday. Um, And uh, she has that visa work she has to have done. She's also uh, going to have some oral surgery that has been needed for some time. Uh, As well as, uh, and this is kind of a prayer request here as well, she has um, put in for a scholarship uh, to do some research while she's out of the country in Japan. Toward her uh, upcoming dissertation that she's writing, and she hasn't heard the results of that scholarship, whether she's got that money yet or not. So, um, so I hope that you'll be in prayer for that as well. Cece, everyone in this room loves you. Um, we will all be in prayer for you as you travel, and uh, as you have your uh, oral surgery, and as you travel to Japan, and, and that you'll get that scholarship, and that. God will bring you safely back to us, so um, you can rest assured on that.
0: Are there any other announcements that need to come before the church this morning? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let us prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits for worship.
3: Let all rejoice
4: Join with me in our call to worship this morning. It's printed in the bulletin uh, if you want to take a look. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Now let's sing together, crown him with many crowns, number 327 in the hymnal. We say a special word of welcome and good morning to the children worshiping with us this day. We're glad to have you here or uh, at home with your families, however you've uh, chosen to worship and been able to gather in worship today. We are glad about it. Uh, This morning, we're going to be talking about um, habits and the habits we have that help us to serve God, habits that help us to uh, find ourselves... Um, In mission and ministry in god's name on purpose the habits that keep us there And so what i've brought this morning to talk about habits is this guy i've brought him before Um, He's it's a it's kind of a juggling toy It's got this there's actually two of these and you supposedly you can do two of them at a time Um, but uh, Confession I don't have a habit of practicing this so um, That's the whole reason we've brought this right Uh, You know if you have a habit then the point is to get this little ball to go up out of this and back into this one over and over again without having to stop. So it's not just catching it, but it's you see how it kind of jumps back up. It's trying to get it to go over and over again. That Two might be my limit. I'm not sure. Um, but so you know, so we've got this kind of a toy, uh, and we've got all sorts of things in our lives that when we have a habit around it. When we practice it, we get better, and we can do it over and over again. It becomes second nature. Our muscles develop a memory for doing the thing uh, so that we can do it just naturally. It comes to us without having to think about it, without having to, to put all of our attention on it. And what I want you to listen for in just a little bit in our scripture lesson is the ways that There are two groups of people in the passage we're going to hear and we're going to read about. And I'm not going to tell you the details right now because I want you to be listening closely when we get there. Um, Because when we get there, there's two groups of people that have different habits that put them in a place of serving Jesus more and less. Uh, Actually, some are serving him and some are not. And so we want to be listening for, for what it is, what are the habits, what are the things that they did to be in a position to serve Jesus? How did they exercise certain muscles so that uh, it was just natural? And they didn't, weren't even thinking, oh, what I'm doing right now is serving God. They just were. Uh, and, and it worked out for them really good, um, let me just tell you that. Um, but so, yeah, let's just try this again. Let's see if... Um, what, Happens, oopsie, I almost missed. Um, Supposed to look kind of like that, right? Um, But more than that, thank you, thank you. Um, I appreciate y'all indulging me having a moment to play in the pulpit. but we want to be listening for those habits. I want you all to be listening to that in this story. It's a story you've probably heard before, uh, and um, it'll be a little bit different to listen to it through that, through that kind of a filter. So um, I hope that you'll be ready for that when we come to our Scripture lesson in just a moment. And let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we give you thanks For the ways that you give us to put ourselves in your presence, to be formed by your grace, to learn to become more and more the disciples that you have called us to be, for all the ways that you transform us into the likeness of Christ, we offer praise this day. We ask that you would continue to give us good habits that lead us deeper and deeper into your service. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning, as we continue in worship, uh, a reminder that if you have prayer concerns you want to share with the church uh, in our worship service um, on Sundays here, or through the prayer concerns list in the bulletin that's printed on the back page um, of the bulletin, or in our Thursday prayer email, you can email those to me at pastor at gracecolumbia.org. On Thursday each week, We do send that prayer email. It includes the prayers that we pray on Sunday morning, um, as well as a number of other prayer resources. And so if you're not receiving our email, I hope that you'll uh, sign up, um, let me know, or let the office um, email address know, and we will get you put on our email list uh, to start receiving those. This morning, um, we're going to pray and we're going to use uh, the Kyrie um, and uh, the English version of it. We're gonna, uh, I'll prompt you at the end of each um, petition in our prayer with Lord in your mercy, uh, and you all will respond, hear our prayer. That's printed in the bulletin for you. Um, so if you forget when we get in there uh, that you've got hear our prayer after I say Lord in your mercy, in our, in your mercy please uh, just refer back there as we're praying. Um, but let's go to God in prayer now. Grant, almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, and grant that we may serve Christ in them, and love one another as Christ loves us. Lord, in your mercy, comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. We commend to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. This day we pray for the family and friends of Robbie, Alice's friend's son who passed away last night. We pray for Bernard and Felicia Presley as they lost Felicia's uncle uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday. I pray for George and Helena Fox, for Rich Herring as he fell over Thanksgiving and broke his hip. He's recovering from total hip replacement at his son's home in Florida. We also lift Tom and Yvette in this time of healing. We continue in prayer for Darlene Simpson, for Wade Thompson, for Jackie Daniel, for Judith Dolce, for Kathy Kane for Philip and Carolyn Gwynn, for Joyce and Daryl Sweeney, for the Goodrich family, for Faith, Darlene and Mike's six-year-old neighbor and her family as she's struggling uh, with her diabetes right now, for Jane Quinn, for Robert Riger, for Martin Hammond, for Joe B. Hammond, for Faye Hollingsworth, for Karen Furr, for Joan Smith, for Linda Lee, for all the members of Grace and their families, for all those on our prayer concerns list, for a return to love, equality, acceptance, and social justice, uh, for Karen Bryant, as she'll have surgery on Tuesday, and for those prayer concerns that go unspoken on our hearts this day. We offer all these prayers through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
3: Thank you.
2: who are able, please stand for the reading of the scripture lesson.
5: Today's reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You who are accursed, depart from me to the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, Just as you did not do it to one of these, the least of these, you did not do it to me. And those will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
4: So it's after Thanksgiving, and uh, a lot of times, in a lot of years, we would already be uh, decorating for Christmas in the sanctuary. We've probably, many of us have started decorating at home for Christmas, but in our liturgical year this year, uh, we have a pause between Thanksgiving and turning our attention to Advent and the Christmas season. And as we get ready to welcome Jesus into the world, celebrating that incarnation in a manger in Bethlehem, we get to take time to acknowledge that Christ is King before we move into December. That's the Sunday that we celebrate this day, Christ the King Sunday. And now we struggle with this idea Since we have left kings behind us in history and opted for forms of self-governance. We're a little fascinated in uh, our sphere here in America with the idea of kings. Um, We tune in mightily for anything British royalty, it seems like. Uh, But still, in our own governance, we've kind of left kings behind, And yet the truth that Christ is king remains. This Sunday reminds us of that. It brings that reality back home. That truth is as true today as it was when Jesus took on flesh and dwelt among us. Christ is king. And the danger with our struggle with kingship in general and the kingship of Christ in particular is brought into stark relief by our scripture lesson today from Matthew. A lesson in which Christ comes in final victory and sits on a throne as king. In that passage, Jesus tells us plainly that when the Son of Man comes in kingly glory to rule In power, justice, and love, he will come to divide his subjects into the righteous and the unrighteous. King's prerogative, I suppose. And what he says is that the righteous are those who serve the king. That's... The dividing line, apparently, between righteous and unrighteous when the king comes in glory. Those who serve, those who are righteous, but those who served the king don't even know that they served him. Did y'all notice that? They didn't even know. Jesus says, You go over this way, and y'all go over this way. You're over here because you served. You served me. And the king describes the deeds they did in serving him in moments of greatest need. And the righteous are confused by it. They don't remember serving the king in this way. And so they press, wondering, when was it that they did these things? The king responds that when they did it for the, those other subjects of the king who were in dire need, they did it for him. When they served people who were in the deepest, darkest parts of their life, when they were hurting and broken and wounded, they served him. And similarly, the unrighteous are those who didn't serve the king. And they don't even know that they didn't serve the king either. The king tells them that when they saw him naked, they didn't clothe him hungry. They didn't feed him thirsty. They offered no water. A stranger, they did not welcome him and sick and in prison they did not visit. And they say, Well, we didn't we don't really remember ever seeing you that way. Huh. We don't we don't remember that you were ever in that low estate. But the king makes it clear When they ignored the suffering people around them, they ignored him. I want us to dig in here a little bit. Sometimes we get a little ahead of ourselves in the, let's go do something, but we want to settle in here about what it means to serve the king in the way that the king tells us we're serving the king or not. Because even the responses back to the king from these two groups the righteous and the unrighteous demonstrate a profound difference between them. The righteous, in our passage, say back to the king exactly the conditions he describes. Word for word. Jesus says, when I was hungry, you fed me. And thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was sick in prison, you visited me. When I was naked you gave me clothing. They use the exact words in the exact order. They repeat it verbatim back to the king. When? When did we see you in any of these positions? Lord? What the unrighteous do is that they shorten and soften the listing. They Spew it out as fast as they can to get past it. When did we see you hungry or thirsty or naked or in prison or sick? I don't go into all the detail of what their response could have been. They move as fast as they can, right on past. They cannot bring themselves to even think about people in such Conditions much less empathize and serve with them. And this highlights the danger of our struggle with kingship almost perfectly. Because both groups, the righteous and the unrighteous, lived from habits that determined if they served the king. The habits that they lived from were habits that enabled one group to see the least, the last, and the lost and reach out to them in concern, empathy, and compassion. And then... On the other side, it was habits that created the conditions where they couldn't see, where they chose not to see the least, the last, and the lost. Those choices, those habits... Put one group in the position of being ready to serve and the other group in the position of being ready to turn a blind eye and sit and do nothing in the face of the suffering around them. It's down in the very words that they choose to use, those habits. (laughs) Our words matter. Our ability to actually verbalize what's going on around us, to, to own it, to acknowledge it, to see it, not to rush on past when it's uncomfortable. And when we when we are willing to get into that place of discomfort and messiness with the least, the last, and the lost, to to be there in concern and empathy and compassion, we put ourselves in the place of being ready to let God form us into those who can serve. We allow ourselves to be habituated to the service of the King. And... For us, on Christ the King Sunday, one of the things we've got to acknowledge is that both of these groups in this passage had something going for them that we kind of have to work for. They recognized the authority of the king. <laughs> what Jesus starts with in this passage is that when the king, the Son of Man, comes in glory, he's going to gather those who are his subjects, those who are fi- say they are following him, to his feet and to decide which way they go. That's the group of people that Jesus is talking about in this passage, the ones who have acknowledged him as king, who can see his authority as king. It's not just about seeing the authority of king the, the king. We've got to work on that, too, to, to say, yes, Jesus, you are the king. But then we have to put ourselves in the position of seeing the ones that Jesus tells us to see, of loving the ones that Jesus tells us to love, of having empathy and compassion for those that Jesus has empathy and compassion for, to be in that place of having the habits of serving the king. Both of these groups, the righteous and the unrighteous, knew there was a king. And both seemed to believe they were serving in some way. But they didn't know what they were really supposed to be, how they were really supposed to be serving. That was a fun part of this passage for me. Right, The the ones who are proclaimed righteous, they thought they were serving in some way, but they just were wrong. (laughs) Or maybe they were serving that way too. But Jesus says, no, this was the important way that you were serving. You didn't even know it. And with the unrighteous, he said they—they thought they were serving it. Jesus, you know, Lord, we—we when when did we? If we'd have seen you that way, we'd have definitely served you that way. We were serving you all these other ways. Yeah, but you missed. You missed the suffering in your midst, the hungry and the thirsty, the naked, the sick, and in prison. We have to acknowledge the authority of the king. we got to get over that hump and recognize that Jesus is king and it doesn't matter whether we uh, think we should have had a vote or uh, think we should have had a say or um, didn't get to voice our opinion on it. Jesus is king. He proclaimed, he is king. Whether we like it or not. And we have to acknowledge the authority of the king and seek to live the disciplined habits of righteousness in his service. Those disciplined habits that push us to serve one another and our neighbors in love, not because of obligation or an attempt to win our salvation, but service of one another and our neighbors in love in response to the King's great love for us. We learn to habitually serve the King in faithful response to the love and grace of God poured out by Christ the King on the cross. Jesus gives us a glimpse, a (laughs) heads-up about what it means to serve so that when Christ comes in final victory and we come to that throne, we won't be surprised about whether we have served the king or not. Those who are there in this account that Jesus gives were surprised. But Jesus has already told us what's going on. He's told us how to serve. It's up to us to take those steps, to open our eyes, to open our hearts, to be ready to have the habits that put us in the service of the King, habits that put us in the service of one another, habits that create in us the disciplined life of love and faith that Christ would have for us. This passage, this idea that Christ is king is challenging. It's challenging to think that the ones that Jesus is talking to are those who follow him, and it's not just as simple as, well, you either believe and you're on one side and you don't believe and you're on the other. That's not how this passage lays out, right? That's that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying these people that are gathered before the throne are the ones who believe, and I'm going to separate them when the time comes. Don't worry about everybody else who doesn't believe. Let's worry about this section that believes. And invite more people in by our acts of love and mercy and compassion. Invite them to follow Christ the King instead of all the other powers and principalities, instead of all of the other leaders we think we can prop up, instead of all of the other things that we think might be better to follow Christ. And to serve and love as he served and loved. On this Christ the King, this is our prayer. This is our hope. This is our charge from the King. To be those who learn to have the habits that lead to service that lead to compassion, that lead to love. Let us pray. Almighty God, you invite us into your life. You show us what you mean and who your heart breaks for. You ask us to join you in mission and ministry and service in grace. Help us to open our eyes, to open our hearts, to open our ears to the needs in our midst, to the suffering in our communities, to the places that you have called us to serve to love, form us into the disciples that you have called us to be. It's in Christ's name we pray, amen. I invite you to stand and join with me as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. It's number 881 in the hymnal and it'll be on the screen.
2: when Williams was compiling the uh, English hymnal in the early 20th century, he found himself in a dilemma that a lot of the hymns, he couldn't get rights to the tunes because they were under copyright. And so he wrote a lot of the tunes for those. And the tune Kings Weston is one of those that is now associated so heavily with this tune that's sung all over the world. So this is a hymn that we're still kind of learning. And uh, so I'm going to ask Cece if she will play all the way through the tune. So we sing all together in unison on this one, if you'll play the entire tune, and then we'll sing it. Hymn number 168.
4: This morning, as we prepare to give back to God out of all that God has so graciously given to us, a reminder of our giving options here at Grace. You can give online at gracecolumbia.org. Um, giving li- there's a giving link there on the homepage, a giving button. Um, and once you're at the giving page, you can set up an account or give as a guest. You can make a one-time gift either of those ways, or you can set up a recurring gift as an account holder um, and give to any of the operating, general operating or other mission and ministry funds that are there on that page. Uh, You can also give this morning by placing your offering in the offering plate in the narthex as you depart from worship, if you didn't have a chance to place it in there as you arrived. Um, If you want to bring your offering to the church during office hours, uh, we'd love to receive it that way. Um, If you do plan to mail an offering to the church or um, need to drop it off in the mailbox outside, please do let us know so that we can uh, just try to be aware that there's anything dropped in the mailbox we're um, still Doing our best to be good stewards and to recognize that um, we had a break in in the mailbox, and so um, we want to be able to keep track of that. Um, Last week we talked about, uh, we had a meeting after church to talk about our core values and our um, vision and planning process here at Grace. Um, This little Flyer that we had. Uh, we have a few of these um, in the narthex in the uh, pamphlet display. If anybody wasn't here and wants to know, it's got our three core values that we have identified um, and that we talked a little bit about, as well as the kind of planning wheel structure that we're using um, to talk about our vision and values here at Grace. Um, so if you want to pick one of those up, take a look over it, or if you want to have more conversation about that, please do let me know. I've heard from a few of you. Uh, About that already and we'll be able to have some more conversation in that regard as we move forward Um, We are as sam mentioned going to have our sermon and scripture discussion group uh, After worship for any who um, would like to remain uh, After church today and have some more conversation about the scripture and sermon that we've heard on this christ the king sunday And so you're invited to be a part of that as well Let's go to god in prayer Living God, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. You rule the universe with all wisdom and tremendous compassion. We are awed that you have invited us to be counted among your children. Our times and our lives are in your loving hands. We want to follow Christ, your Son, as true disciples in our daily lives. Empower us by your Spirit to speak words of grace to our loved ones and to extend your hospitality to strangers. May we give generously from all that we have received from you. We dedicate ourselves and our offerings to your service in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Let's stand. Our mission at Grace is to know
3: Jesus and make Him to others.
4: Grant, O Lord, that what has been said with our lips, we may believe in our hearts, and that we, what we believe in our hearts, we may practice in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.